Chapter 1 Late summer sunrise over the Owens Valley, 1992. Snow lingers on the orange-lit Sierra Nevada to the west. Across the wide basin, Telescope Peak and the rest of Death Valley is silhouetted in the morning glare. A gray 72 Chevy Love, packed with gear, rolls north up Route 395 along the base of the mountains. At the wheel is a 19-year-old Puerto Rican kid from the SoCal suburbs, anxious and excited, on his way to start an ass-kicking new job in the middle of nowhere. That's me. A week earlier, I had gotten an offer for a seasonal position in the California Desert District, working on an engine crew with the Bureau of Land Management, BLM. During the long, dark drive north, I had plenty of time to wonder what exactly I was getting into. Is the captain going to be a hard-ass? Can I handle the workload? Will the crew eat me alive? Growing up in Los Angeles and Riverside counties, I had already seen my share of crazy shit. From the natural disasters that plagued the state, earthquakes, floods, forest fires, to the drug-fueled violence of the 1980s, era of boulevard nights and colors, California was not a boring place to live. In a year with the Riverside County Fire Department, I'd rolled out to fatal house fires, cardiac arrests, and bloody car accidents. I had even worked several wildfires, though nothing too big. I burned my foot on my very first one, walking through the flames like a greenhorn rookie. I had no plans after high school. College wasn't an option. My grades sucked. Law enforcement was out since, in my world, cop meant narc. I thought about going into the military, hopefully as a long-range marksman. I grew up precision shooting with my dad. By the time I was in my late teens, my dad's challenge was for me to shoot the head of FDR out of a dime at 100 yards. That part was easy. Then to put four more shots behind it, a little bit more difficult. So a job that used those skills sounded interesting. But something about fire had always fascinated me. Like every boy and half the girls in America... I played with toy fire engines and put out imaginary blazes when I was young. I remember standing on the roof of our house in my early teens with my father, watching a wildfire eat up a hillside just a few blocks away. I had never seen anything like it. The incredible, almost industrial heat, the hum of activity, the sheer relentless power of the flames. The air was filled with an eye-stinging haze, the blare of fire engines, and the buzz of helicopters. Fat air tankers swooped in to dump loads of rust-colored retardant. It was mesmerizing, like staring into a campfire the size of a city. At one point, I started to climb down off the roof. My father asked what the hell I was doing, told me to stay put. I just wanted to see it up close. My two older brothers and I did our fair share of backyard combustion. Firecrackers, M80s, gasoline, anything that would go boom. Hardly a day would go by without something blowing up or being charred into an unrecognizable mess. My oldest brother worked as a U.S. Forest Service firefighter in the Angeles National Forest. In junior high, I would sneak into his room and check out his gear, still scented like a campfire from days in the woods. So when the BLM offer came, I jumped at the chance. Filling out paperwork at the local office, I heard a radio squawking in the background, a dispatcher was trying to contact an engine in the field. The call went out, over and over, with nothing but static in response. Wow, I thought. These guys are so far off the grid they're even out of radio range. This is going to be awesome.
The day before, I had crammed my stuff into my pickup and rolled out of my parents' driveway at 3 a.m. My mother had packed me a cooler full of home-cooked Puerto Rican meals in Ziploc bags, chicken and rice, arroz con pollo, meat-stuffed potatoes, rellenos de papa, all the good stuff. My parents, first-generation immigrants from San Juan by way of the Bronx, had taught me to always be punctual. As a firefighter, I'd had it drummed in even deeper. Always ready, never late. It's part of our motto. This was my first time truly on my own. I couldn't wait to start. The sun revealed the tiny town of Olancha, barely more than a few buildings and an intersection, at the south end of what was left of Owens Lake. The story of how the lake was sucked almost dry to supply the booming city of Los Angeles was made famous in the movie Chinatown. Now the dry lake bed causes dust storms so bad they close down the highway. I was an hour and a half early. I decided to take a slow recon past the fire station, which turned out to be more or less a mobile home. Parked next to it was a huge, bright yellow truck that looked like something Mad Max would buy if he won the lottery. An older guy in a t-shirt and swim trunks was working on a Volkswagen bus nearby. Off to one side was a pile of windsurfing boards and gear. At least that's one coworker I might get along with, I thought. 